Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Moylan here with you, along with Michael Normanton, and also Daniel Chapman, our friend Moscow White as well. Um, we've been shortlisted for the Fan Media of the Year Award in the Football uh, Supporters Association Awards for 2022. That's fun. Um, looking forward to a couple of uh, couple of shandies there at the awards be nice one if we can go down should be good be shy if we came back empty handed because that's <laughs> happened many many times before when we've been down so we need you to vote for us if you don't mind uh, it's a public vote and we know our Leeds fans like a public vote in order to sway outcomes mm-hmm. uh, we are up against Anfield Rap who have half a million followers on social it's a lot we haven't got that many so no. we need your help such um, a special club etc yeah uh, category 4 is the one that we're in yeah fan media so we've set up a redirect as well which makes it dead easy take like one minute of your time if that 30 seconds the squareball.net forward slash vote follow that through vote for us in category 4 if you could and any others that you want to of course well do feel free but don't feel obliged marching out together in there oh, yeah, they're, they're not, uh, it's not a public vote for them though they are a panel vote so um, hopefully they'll be coming down to London We'll have, uh, we'll have some beers and... Uh, and send be them good vibes. Celebrating together, yeah, definitely. We'll all send the uh, the people on the panel threatening letters. <laughs> that should secure it, shouldn't it? That's one way of doing it, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the squareball.net forward slash vote. Don't send threatening letters. Um, right, part one of the show is the latest Leeds United news. Pick the bones from these lot then. Kids lost at Bolton in the Papa John's. We've got a golden willy. No game for the women this time, but there's, there are games on Wednesday and Sunday coming up. Bielsa's been turning down jobs. Kinnear's fighting off against Marsh through the gift of words. Um, we've had sackings as well. No Gerard yet, but um, Gary McSheffrey's been sacked, who's a bit of a bet noir for you, Moscow. Goes back to the League One days, doesn't it? And Cody Gakpo slash Hackpo is a scum bastard. And Charles de Ketelaire turns out it's rubbish. <laughs> Where should we go? At? I watched the Papa John's last night. Did nope. either of you? Nope. Sort of on. <laughs> it was sort of on. It wasn't quite as gripping as the one at, uh, at Tranmere when we obviously won and scored loads of goals and it was dead fun. But we should have scored loads of goals in this. Um, well, like Tranmere, we conceded three goals. Yes, that did happen. Didn't score any though. Yeah, should have scored a few though. McGurk was basically really good but was in full pack Bamford mode of doing all the good stuff then getting in front of goal and shitting his pants. Um, Joseph put one fairly close to the net. That was good. But yeah, it was a much weaker side than the the team that had beaten Tramway. I mean, the one that beat Tramway was taking the piss a little bit because it had like Nonto, Gelhart, Greenwood, basically all of our good players. The, main, the best players in this one were JB and Perkins, who both look amazing. So get them in the first team immediately, is what I'm saying. Perkins is an interesting one because he, he looks the most Bamfordy of our strikers, probably. In the in that youth contingent, in that he's physique and holding it up, and yeah, in that he's fairly big, and I can imagine him doing similar things. He was playing, 
I think he was playing a bit deeper yesterday, but I can imagine he could do a Bamford thing if we needed him to. So, but with goals. Hopefully with some goals. How he's distinguished himself this season, isn't it? He's scored a lot of goals, so it makes you wonder. Team mm. needs goals. Let's play some goals. Although not anymore. That's two in a row without scoring, isn't it? So, finished. That's true. It's a big drought. Finished um, player. It was also the first I'd seen of um, that young young lad, Rob Les, we signed. Yes. He, was, he was in net. For the under-21s. For the under-21s last night. They didn't seem to be uh, respecting him, the kids. In what way? Uh, well, he would shout, my ball, and they'd ignore him. Mm. And that's not how you... I was told to listen to my elders. You've got to listen to what they say and act upon it. School football, you used to get a free kick against you if you said, my ball. You had to put your name on it. That was, that was, the, that was the rule. Well, maybe he was shouting, Joel. Yeah. Joel's but... ball. And the kids were just like, O's Joel. Do you think he goes with Robbo? Um, maybe. Could do. Anyway, yeah, defensively not great, but, you know, we don't have a left back and they, they are genuine children in the defence. It's not like any of them are, uh, well, Cody Drama aside, the, um, the centre-backs and the left-back are not anywhere near the first team at this stage. Yeah, Chris Moore is the centre-back and he looks pretty decent. Uh, Morton Spence is a midfielder and has been at centre-back for the last couple of games while Leo Yelda gets his appendix uh, removed um, and I think it was Spencer who just kind of stood and let the pass for the first ball just go behind him instead of mm. cutting it out but that's all down to kind of defensive instincts not being present in a somebody I understood to be sort of attacking midfielder and um, he's like it's not he doesn't know what to do in that situation is, is, the, answer, then, is the answer to get a left back and I guess the other thing he doesn't well this is centre back so it wouldn't solve that problem would but you get I a left back the, um, uh, maybe he doesn't know what to do when a, a goalkeeper is shouting at him either. Um, but yeah, those th- kind of things weren't very uh, slick. And we can still qualify though if we beat Crew because we've got that game in hand on the Tranmere and Bolton uh, old men. So that's all right. And it's Tuesday the 1st of November, that game. Is that right? Between yes. Between Liverpool and Bournemouth for the first team? Yeah, so hard to know exactly who's going to play in that. And if we go, what happens if we go through? We will be qualifying in second because Bolton have already won... It. Do we get into the Europa Conference League? We get into the regionalised. Have we qualified for the playoffs for the next round? Which means we'll play a team that's finished top in the first round. So that, and it's so only the Northern team. So we will play either Scum or Everton's under twenty ones, Salford, Lincoln, Mansfield, Burton, or the big grudge match that Moscow will be waiting for, Port Vale. <sighs> oh, stole Leeds City's much history. Well, stole Leeds City's place in the football league. One hundred and three years ago this week. You still not forgiving them? Well, why should I? Not, not <laughs> why should anyone? Seems sorry enough. But yeah, that there is potential for that to be at Ellen Road. As far as I can gather, it's a bewildering set of rules in the in the Papa John's. But it's, it's Sean Harvey, isn't it, who conceived of this when he was in charge of the football league? He might have been personally who decided it should be like this, but he was look, looking after it all. Let's blame him. Yeah. Um, have you seen the Wrexham documentary yet? No, still not. I do find my... Have you seen it? No, because Oscar. he's in it. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Every fibre of my being is crying out uh, yearning to watch it but I can't because I know he's in it so no and there is a, an episode later on in the series spoiler alert where they are dead nice like Ryan Reynolds who I think he's a, seems to be a really nice bloke he's Deadpool which is funny and he's like just waxing lyrical about how great Sean Harvey is unfortunately thing is they've not worked with another football administrator have they no so they don't know yeah um, although Bryn Law is in it so Bryn Law does balance the force somewhat with um, with Harvey being in it but he needs more Bryn Law is there any footage sure. of Bryn Law knocking him out <laughs> Uh, I haven't actually watched the final episode yet, so okay. there's still time. Potential, then. There is still time. Yeah, so Bielsa, we were mentioning there, start of the show, turning down jobs. And the reasoning for this, which people may have seen or not, is it's very Bielsa. 
extremely principled man. I mean, you think I think his logic is correct. Basically, that he can't compete against a team that's got his name on the stadium. So yeah. I think it's fair enough. And this he was offered the River Plate job, wasn't he? And River Plate were in the same league as Newell's old boys who play at the Marcelo Bielsa Arena. Look at that. Is this shirt enough to keep him from taking another Premier League job? He can't go for another team in the same league as a group of fans who've made a shirt that looks like the shirt of his old team. Something like that. I said that's the new um, Admiral the shirt that Michael's holding up for the benefit of the video version of this. Have a look on YouTube if you're just having a listen. What colour is it, Moscow? It's black. It's black. It's black. black what's, what's it's, the it's halved. Black on one side and... Scarlet. Scarlet on the other. Yes. Very good. No other colour, despite what it says on the... Um, of the lying label. The, yeah, the label's an absolute pack of lies. <laughs> so don't look at the label, just I mean, look I mean, at the, the label. The label is accurate in terms of the size. Yes. That should be straight. And yeah, the, the manufacturer. Colour, the colours are mostly wrong. On it's, the our, label. it's our Admiral uh, away kit, the square ball away kit for this season, which is a nod in the direction of Newell's old boys to the extent that we were trending in Rosario overnight when people caught wind of this over there. So um, hopefully we'll be shipping a few over to uh, to Argentina. Available on our website. Plug, plug, plug. It is square, a, the squareball.net. Uh, have a look on there. It is a nice... I mean, it's, it's a typically Bielsist point where it's too much honour, but you do think about Steven Gerrard managing against Liverpool and Frank Lampard managing against... Chelsea and all these kind of things and what the I suppose Leeds had it back in the day because we Leeds faced teams managed by Alan Clark I think but certainly Norman Hunter and Bobby Collins turned up with their uh, who was Bobby Collins manager Norman Hunter was a manager of Barnsley for a bit so all that was going on it was struck me as quite weird but uh, I don't know I've I've gone from wanting to uh, to slag off Stephen Gerrard for not uh, <laughs> being up to that standard now going that well if it was all right for Norman Hunter. I think it's. I think when you've done it as a manager, it's somehow a bit different than having done it as a player. I don't know. Mm. And, it, and the, it's a very unusual to have a stadium named after you, isn't it? Though that's that if is you, an what, unprecedented. What would, what would you want named after you? Um, if it was, let's, 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 got, let, got, maybe, let's say um, building. Let's say building. Maybe this um, shoddily constructed studio, which I I chopped the wood myself for this. Not naming this after you. Did it, when you say <laughs> you chopped the wood, you mean you went to B and Q and bought it and then screwed it together. You Some didn't actually, you didn't go out into the fucking, in oh, fucking no, Bramley Woods no. and start no, chopping down trees. No, I meant sod some to be the right size. Yeah. What else do you do in the woods? None of your business. Okay. Uh what about you, Moscow? If you'd like um, some sort of building named after you, what would you go for? Far too humble for that. Little telly. Mm. Take your own we've got a little Dan bought a label maker for the studio. Take your own little um Moscow White's telly and stick it on a stick it on the next little telly you, do you see want, do you want me to print you a label off no <laughs> <laughs> excellent can I have the Lowfields Tunnel spent a lot of time studying there yeah okay it's, 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 it's not a building as, such, as much of, as a space is it stinks but... of piss and it's covered in graffiti so I think it'd be <laughs> perfect <laughs> in a real state of disrepair yeah absolutely um, yeah Kinnear's programme notes versus Arsenal mentioned over on the, on the, the Phil Hayes show I think it felt like a very mild shot across the bows that as in come on this has got to get better lacklustre, not up to standard, was how the, the second half versus Palace was described. There was It was framed around collective responsibility at the club, wasn't it? As in, you know, we all at the club have to acknowledge that that was not good enough. But isn't it the manager's job to sort of say those things? I don't know. It is, and it's the first time we've heard something like this about the football, isn't it, under Jesse, I think. It's generally been more, things are going to come good, just trust the system and stuff, whereas this was more like, mm, that wasn't great though, was it? Which we've not had. Much do we have much at the end of last season? I can't remember. I feel like it was more, no, it was more after togetherness. This, after they'd sacked Bielsa, they scuttled away, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, whereas this is the perils of Kinnear having his uh, program notes to fill, is essentially he has to put something in there if he's doing them, so he might as well slag Jesse Marsh off. 
Why not? Everyone else does. Well, Jesse's applied a little bit of pressure with regards to the transfer window, which is what I meant at the start of the show when I said they're, uh, they're facing off. Is there going to be a row? Is there going to be a tear-up in the corridors of power at Ellen Road? And it's in particular, is these are the post-match comments are they from, from after the Arsenal game. Um, it's a little bit early to discuss things. However, that was clearly a target of ours. This is moving in the transfer window. And we will assess the attacking part of the field as we move forward and figure out what we need, figure out what we need to add. He scuttled back on it a bit though, didn't he? Then going out, oh, but all the young players are good too. So maybe they're, Wait, but to be fair, he, maybe he, they're he, fine. He did this towards the end of the transfer window, didn't he? Started uh, running his mouth off a bit and then uh, backtracked in that, that hastily uh, arranged interview with Sky Sports. Yeah, this was before the Arsenal game. All right, okay. this, um, and yeah, it was a question just about what you're going to do about Bamford. Basically, was the que- I'm pretty sure that's what the question was. So. Yeah, and it, you know we can't disguise it. We tried to sign a striker, and um, yes, it was the question was about Bamford's progress and what we would do in January. But it's all hypothetical, isn't it? Because I mean, if Bamford scores ten goals between now and the World Cup, then fine. Um, if he doesn't, then maybe we need to do something. Be one hell of a return because we've only got about five games, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. But oh, when he's hot, he's hot. Yeah, you need to look out, check out on the website as well the artwork that um, Lee has done our video guy for Propaganda Extra, which is the members bonus show, where in which we discuss the important issues. We always get to the heart of the matter, don't mm. we? Talking about man bonds and the there is talk, I think it was Cooper, hopefully was being serious in his interview, saying that um Patrick Bamford was was growing his hair to uh, to go for the old man bond. So we just ended up chatting about haircuts, which obviously we are very much the authority on in the uh, in uh, Leeds United world. But the artwork's great because he's uh, Lee has mocked up Patrick Bamford with a man bond so we could look and see what that would look like on Paddy's head. It looks better than I expected, actually. I have wondered if he's if he's aiming for the kind of the Haaland thing. Now that's, you know, a bit of the fashion. What, scoring goals? Well, scoring goals, but maybe he thinks that's how you do it. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if once uh, Pazza ties it back that way, if Alfie, it's not Alfie, is it? It's Erling, takes a look at it and then goes, right, I'm changing it. We are going to be talking about Alfie though aren't we that's why you've mentioned it because we've got a new show yeah, coming I've mentioned it because my brain is coming out of my ears <laughs> uh, we've got a golden willy as well up front um, that's good he, he came was it in the top 10 or something for that uh... well he's on a shortlist for the it's a weird award the golden boy which appears to be a public vote on a website called tutosport.com so I'm not sure how legit it is it feels it feels kind of um, I don't know it feels a bit like a Twitter poll like we've made up our own awards kind of thing <laughs> should we do some I mean, awards? He's not, to be clear he's not winning it because you can actually see the results and Camavinga from Real Madrid is he's going to win it so that's a shame feels it's good like, to be on the it, list it, it almost kind of this is this is speaking to that to that FIFA generation who care deeply about like the, the Ballon d'Or and things like that mm. that makes very little sense to me but it's I, just, I mean I only included it because we've got a golden willy that's the trying to do a shit line about that trying really. to do the joke yeah. fair enough and, but, um, you know it's good we signed one of the 20 best young players in the world for hardly anything Gary McSheffrey one of the most ungrateful um, loan signings that Leeds United ever made Moscow you don't like him do you because of that um, well it was he his problem was with Simon Grayson's lack of gratitude for Gary McSheffrey's absolute joke of a loan spell at Leeds and after he'd um, scored back to Coventry never to score again he was all um, moaning that he hadn't been like a Simon Grace wasn't phoning him up and sort of groveling and apologising for not signing Needy is the word I would say Moscow needy yeah and I was quite surprised that he popped up he's still only 40 but then he's managing um, he's not this football team he's and not I was anymore. a bit surprised that that was what was going on Doncaster wasn't it yes and yeah he, uh, he's he gone and so do you know who's taken over instead of somebody less shit well I mean that's uh, I don't know anything either way about uh, Chad Gribble well, no that's not name. a real name is it it's a great name it is a great name 
Uh, but we do know a lot about Paul Green. Oh. So they're in joint charge at the moment. Our uh, uh, energetic all-action midfielder of the of the mid 2010s. Paul Green. Michael, you've got Dynamo, a, you've wasn't got, he? He's got a storied history with Paul Green, haven't you? Oh, so many stories. Like, such as? I've uh, used the soft play that he has in Pontefract with my kids. I've seen yeah. him in Aldi. Yeah. What was, what was he buying, Aldi? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't keep a close check. I remember back, back in the DJing he was, days. He was someone though, seemed nice. Yeah. Oh, back in the DJing days, um, he came into the party room at Tiger Tiger with his missus, which was nice. There you go. Didn't speak to him. So but, if anyone wants any messages passing on um, to... Paul Green, I'll, I'll hang around. Do you still go to soft play? Nah, I've kind of grown out of it really now. The, the nine, so the, they're not asked to go in ages and I, I don't particularly want to go it's back. A hell, it's a hellscape. <laughs> it's awful, it? yeah. It's, it's not something I'm going to offer and, unless prompted. So uh, yeah, I had a big picture of him playing against... It's, it's, uh, it's not really the dumb thing to go there as a solo adult, is it? No, not no. so much. But yeah, a big picture of Lionel Messi and him on the uh, <laughs> on the wall. I'm sure I'm sure Lionel Messi has a big picture of himself and Paul Green. Has he been photoshopped somewhere. or is it an actual real? That's no, really when he played for uh, Ireland. Okay. You can tell from his... You remember how Irish he is, don't you? Oh, very much so, yeah. The Pontifract, that known <laughs> exclave, yeah, yeah. exclave of Dublin. To Filbert Street. They're still at Filbert Street, aren't they? Something the, like that. The old crisp munchers down there in Leicester. Yes, the King Power. They're terrible at the minute. Home, got... home of the Leicester model. Let's not forget the King Power. Yeah, it's amazing how that's uh, panned out from a narrative perspective, isn't it? That they were held up as the, as the gold standard. Um, and they still have gold elements on their kits as well, probably, yeah. Uh, kind of a, a hangover from winning the league title, which was how many years ago now? Six, seven, something like that? I mean, I'm not going to criticise them for, for harking so back to something of, quite recently. Imagine a bunch of losers winning the Premier League within the last <laughs> decade. What a bunch of terrible, and the terrible winches. Well, it's not like they missed out on it. Yeah, no, being, playing in Europe. Banging on about it later, years later. Um, no, I mean, the Leicester model is not going so well right now, is it? And that's all that matters. All, all their history is now worthless. Everything they've ever won, Everything that, that ever went right. Well, they're stuck in the, all in the bin. They're stuck in the past, Moscow, which is not something you could say about us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, it seems to be that their defence is at the root of their problems, isn't it? Because they've got lots of talent going forward. Still, I mean, I know Vardy's a year older. Good that Madison's suspended as well because he is their um, their top scorer. But at the back, they seem to have just completely lost their shit. Is this because well, they sold for Farner, didn't they? And Schmeichel went to Nice, and he doesn't seem to be very Nice. They've signed a perfectly good goalkeeper though to replace him and are refusing to play him. They've got Alex Smithies who has, obviously has a fantastic record of playing against Leeds. Mm. So stick him in. So Alex Smithies, just for anybody who doesn't know or doesn't remember, he was the keeper for Huddersfield. Was it four we stuck past him on that occasion? I mean, he had a few occasions where he just completely lost his mind playing against us. There was the debut, I think it was his debut when he was cut, drafted in last minute as a 17-year-old and we put four past him. And, and they were singing 4-0, it's your keeper's fault. Yeah, and stuff about him being a virgin and stuff like that. Yeah. But bullying children, Bully, basically. Bullying which, a child. Which is what Bolton did in that Papa John's um, pepperoni cup, whatever it's called. Mm, that's true. But then he came back a few years later when he was actually established and was their first choice proper goalkeeper. Did mad stuff again, just running out for balls he couldn't get. And he, he seemed to have several days against us where it all went quite badly wrong for him. So... Stick him in there. But he, I didn't realize. I didn't even realize he was at last. I didn't either till yesterday. I just uh, I was looking at who they'd signed because I, I remember at some point over summer they were saying Leicester are the only club to have not signed anybody. Was right. the was the stat going around? Was that a lie? It is now a lie, but only just because they got Smithies and um, in fact Moscow. I need your presence, pronunciation. Where where did they sign Root Phase from? I thought like, I thought you were going to make me uh, but, say. Yeah, I, I don't know say it either. Woot phase. Woot phase. Sounds like you when you're moving out of the uh, out of the the oot phase and the 
the woot phase. The woot phase. I don't know what the next phase will be. Uh, from Reams. Reams. Oh, I thought you were going to go Roms. Reams. Reams. Roms. Or something. Well, that, you see, what confused me here is it's a different team, isn't it? I know it, it is, yeah. But so, I just wanted to hear, I know your pronunciation I can definitely say, great. but this is Reams. It's easy. So, so it's, it's much easier to, to pronounce. And Reams. Yes. Okay. Uh, they've had one. Where se- does Kylian Mbappe play? Up front. Oh, okay. They've had one one all season of uh, of Leicester. It was it they beat. Uh, let's have a look. That was about two or three games ago. I should remember that, but I can't. They beat uh, Forest. Of course, which, they did. Which yes. barely counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh god, they're actually are they bomb now? Then after Forest got that um, that point. Yeah, they're kind of in a lot of bother. Uh, and the good news for us, yeah, James Madison did a ridiculous dive against Palace right in the last minute as well, which was just the sweet spot to get him suspended for this. Yeah, the problem the problem is Harvey Barnes, though, isn't it? Because he scores against us every single time. So Madison being out, whatever, he's then never, being... Ah, he's never come up against Rasmus before. Mm. In, yeah, the form, he... in the form of his life, Moscow. In the form of the past <laughs> he's, he is, he's few months. Exactly. I mean, I am, I am of course. He's, uh, done, he's done very well. I'm being playful with that, but he has had a couple of really good couple of last games, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's the, the quality of our fullback is irrelevant against Harvey Barnes since he marched out of our training ground promising well actually you know he strolled out saying like yeah yeah I'm going to be back tomorrow Get my, I'll pick my shirt number like really looking forward to, to this and then went away <laughs> I'm signing for West Brom um, he's made a point of scoring against us every single time and that's what counts and it doesn't matter we could put Mel Sterland or Roberto Carlos on him and it would be absolutely no difference we'll, nah, we'll stop him I've got a good feeling we'll stop him on Thursday We've well, got to get something from this, haven't we? Yes. Yes. At least a point, if not three. I think three would make everybody just that relax that little bit more because it is getting just a bit bunched up down there, isn't it? And we are just slightly, well, we're 19th in the form table. So that should tell you what the direction of travel has been recently. But a win would put us up to somewhere around mid table again, wouldn't it? And it starts to stretch out that gap then to Leicester themselves. It would be seven point gap then. I think we should do that. Should we just win? Whoscored.com do say that we are uh, set up to capitalise on their weaknesses. They are weak at defending against through ball attacks and we saw lots of those on Sunday. They're weak at avoiding individual errors. So um, they're a team of Rodrigo's. They're also very weak against defending counter-attacks and against long shots. So the two things we should try doing. Well, there's three things to try doing there, isn't there? We should try doing through ball attacks and then we should also try doing counter attacks and we should try having lots of long shots because they're weak against all those. So we do those things, we'll be, uh, we'll be all right. And they've also, their strengths are the absolute um, epitome of a failing team where the top thing is shooting from direct free kicks. Which is like, James Madison. Which is James Madison. Yeah, so if that's the best thing your team can come up with, you're, you're really in a, a bad situation. And then also... Um, they're strong at creating long shot opportunities, which is not the same as having long shots, is it? No. So they're quite good at being able to sort of pass it to one of their midfielders from 50 yards out and go, go on, hit that, and him going, I can't. So that's them. And they also do create chances using through balls, but that's just because they've got Jamie Vardy, isn't it? So they just try that. And um, unfortunately, it doesn't work, and it won't work against us. I mean, <laughs> we, we will win. It should be set up for us, because they're a good blend of a team that, try to play football and won't time waste but are currently terrible mm. so it should play into our hands and also Brendan Rodgers is having a proper old flap mm. he's in full panic mode at the moment it's just like he's even just now I've seen a, a tweet where he's going I know the narrative out there is all about I'm going to get sacked but you know I'm just focusing on the next game and I leave all the narrative to everybody else it's like you're struggling here Brendan he's talking about the narrative isn't he 
Yes. So he's narrating distra- the narrative, even like a, who like who used to do Postman Pat. Um, I don't know. I can, well, only, I can only think of um, Ringo Starr and Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly that's, yeah, that's a better example. Or um, or whoever happened to be presenting play days that there's, week. There's sort of an air of us last season about them is that it's the, the why bird stuff that you kind of you kind of waiting for them to kick in and think well it's Leicester they're not that bad but they are pretty bad aren't they've they? also they've fucked up in quite a significant way which is quite easy to sort of find which is helpful it's good when you can sort of see where it's all gone wrong because then you can see how difficult it is for them to put it right they said at the end of the last season Brendan Rodgers was saying we need several new players for next season um, otherwise we're going to be in trouble and then they signed absolutely nobody sold two other good players and now they are absolutely in trouble so it's like there's a big and Brendan Rodgers is going to get the sack for it which is hilarious but um, that was him at the end of last season he's like this has all been fine they got to mid-table didn't they they weren't terrible but he's like unless we get some new bodies in particularly in defence for next season we're going to struggle and that's exactly what's happened and exactly how about what they're doing we sell some people instead yeah Let's see how that goes so the uh, it's weird they've, they've completely stopped doing the Leicester model for this year and then it's all collapsed quite quite predictably and that's good because there's no way really of getting out of that it's not like I think with us getting into trouble a bit it's kind of if we are getting into trouble but the difference I think I guess the difference with us is we feel like a team that's trying to like we did a load of stuff and now we're trying to put it all together so we we uh, bought five players and we're trying to get some consistency with a new coach whereas they had to do something didn't do it and now they're in the shit so getting out of that is more difficult than we are in that position of we've got something that should be working and we're trying to like getting the crank in the engine on an old car um i think what you're trying to started. what you're trying to get at moscow i can see what you're searching for this one is they're at the end of a cycle and it feels like we're at the start of one maybe um they're fucked we're not that's, that's and also say. they've got injuries Pereira's out quite long term isn't he um, and DD's got a thigh injury Evans is doubtful Bertrand is also out because he's waiting for an op so we've now found a thousand reasons why we should win this mm-hmm. the important thing is that we actually do yes back to where it all began for Jesse it was his first game wasn't it Leicester away and I, it, I actually it, played alright it was promising mm-hmm. it was good it seemed we, we basically did all the Bielsa attacking stuff but just didn't man mark from memory and it seemed kind of fine we should have got something from it yeah Junior Furpo didn't he at the bar? He may have done. Yeah, he was getting into their box and playing really well. Bamford to start? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think so. I think so. I think so as well. I think Bamford to start, and I think maybe this is where he gets his goal. And I hope it just goes in off his arse or something like that. Mm. Just just one to bobble in for him. So he can just he can just exercise the ghosts of the penalty and you know, missing and you know, just shake the Bamfordiness off. He's got a lovely goal against Leicester in that first season. Yeah, it was it the four one? Yes. Was it four one? Let's say four one. Might have been three. It might have been three one, I think. Yeah. yeah. It was a great goal. I'm going for four. Took it. Shall I check? But that to see Pat Bamford hitting a ball like that feels like a different player, doesn't it? It's the one we saw on the weekend. Like panicking a bit and struggling and Well, this was it with the um the argument you were having with me when I wasn't here about whether he had any good chances <laughs> against Arsenal. Is it's all very well it's all very well looking at a big circle on the next G map, but then when you look at what actually happened for each of those big circles the ball was just kind of it was three one bouncing about between his ankles and his knees and never sort of sitting in a position where you'd think he can just swing his leg through and hit that. Mm. Maybe his fault that he couldn't get it under control that way. The one with uh, where he belted it into Aaron Ramsdale's bollocks was a good chance. And the thing with that was maybe he could hold that against him because he intercepted the pass really well, but the, that chance fell victim 
the fact that Pat Bamford's first touch is not Jack Harrison's. So he, as he intercepted it, he sent himself a little bit wide and made the chance a little bit more difficult. But the other ones, when we did actually get him into the box, there was just never, you were waiting for the ball to just kind of, or hoping the ball would just go that little bit off to one side so we could put a foot through it. Mm. And it, it never sort of got out from um, under him. So that's why I didn't consider them to be like <laughs> clean, clear-cut chances that you're just expecting to run onto a ball and side-foot it home. It was always just, he was in the position and he had the ball, but he didn't have just that clean strike on. And the, the setup for Somerville um, shouldn't be ignored as well because that was, um, Somerville should have buried that as well. But he's not far away. And I think as well... It needs I mean, to click, doesn't it? It just needs to click into gear for him. But the th- it's just finishing. And and that can come and go. It was always the one thing Bielsa said he wouldn't train it because you can't. It's just, it's up to the player to just finish it when they get there. But I think the more important thing with Bamford on Sunday was when I watched it back, the difference in the second half and how he made the whole attacking performance happen was just amazing and definitely worth it. It makes me think, start him. And even if if he misses two chances, somebody's got to bury one. We'll make more chances with mm. him in the team. So even if he misses the ones that fall to him, there should be more chances falling to other players um, because he is there. And um, yeah, it, it, it almost makes it, Makes you because the other question is why didn't we buy another one or somebody who can stand in for him? But then when you see the difference he specifically makes, it's kind of like, well, who else is there? There will be somebody, but like, how much you have to pay and who else is there to get who can make that immediate impact half fit coming into a second half against the team that's leading the lead table? Rodrigo can't do it, and we spent thirty million pounds for him, and we've had you know several other sort of junior attempts at playing the Bamford role. Nobody does it like Bamford, and um, so let's just hope he stays fit and. Uh, scores as well because the scoring will get people off his back won't it or maybe has a haircut because I don't know if the either either tie it back very soon or uh, go back to being short back and sides because the in-betweeny thing doesn't seem to be doing a great deal for him I'm not growing a man bun but I feel like I need a haircut and I think I I look at him and think you're not looking in the mirror every morning Pat and thinking this has got to go one way or the other it seems like his hair grows really slowly because he like he's been working on that for a long time, getting it to this point, but it's still not at the point where he can like tie it back or style it or something. So he needs, um, he's approaching like a critical situation in our season is what haircut is Bamford finally going to choose? Yeah. We were saying that it's like, when you weren't here, we were saying it's much like your hair and it doesn't grow really long, it just grows out. Yeah, I did during um, lockdown, I just let it go and ended up, if you see... Um, Tim Burgess out the Charlatans mm. and he has that huge bowl cut. I had I was, that. Thinking, I was thinking Bob Ross. Um, no, it's not Bob Ross. It it doesn't go uh from the Is it the Jive painting he does? Yeah, yeah it's not Did, t- it's not um tight and curly, it just goes kind of wavy. But yeah, it was a, just a big bowl cut that was kind of across my nose. I was ready to sort of go and join Ride back in nineteen ninety one or something. And yeah, and then I decided it was coming to the point because I'd often wear a hat and I couldn't actually put the hat on because it kept Springing back up again because it's quite strong hair. <laughs> I've got strong hair. I've got what, strong an outra- hair. what an outrageous play. It's strong. strong hair. It's strong. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it. Back to Leicester. You could transport <laughs> vehicles over a bridge. Um, back to back to Leicester. The Instead note, of a bridge, even that makes more sense. The note of caution is that you know the Premier League is very competitive and it's very hard to win games. So we just need to be 
not complacent about this one and go out there and work our bollocks off to get this win, which they will. You know, they work, they always work very, very hard. But I think just from our sort of fans' mental perspective, not to think, you know, that this is going to be a walk in the park because no game in the Premier League is a walk in the park. Yeah. Coming off the back of Arsenal, though, you think, given the form of relative to a relative form of Leicester and Arsenal, if we play anything like we played against Arsenal, we will surely win this game. I'm not predicting. I know. I know. Form doesn't work like that because, yeah. having watched the Palace game, you would have had no idea we were going to play well against Arsenal. You would, the logical thing to say would be, well, we'd probably lose about four yeah. nil. First half at Palace was decent. Yeah, it was. So, but it, I, I have, think a, have a decent first half at Leicester, score a goal, and then have a decent second half. Mm. That, that well, we had a decent first half against Arsenal as well. I was just going to say, I'm not predicting that we'll win. I always like to think that Leeds will win. I'm just telling them to win. I think we need just to go win. And, just go and do it. What happens if we don't win? The way the draw or lose, don't we? We get all tense about Fulham, which I don't want. Yeah. Although I'm a bit tense about that anyway, because I think we do need to win that. Yeah. Although what happens if we don't win that? This is what I'm asking you. <laughs> I don't know. Do it, it puts us in pretty hot water if we, if we lose both these games this week. It puts us in hot water. So let's not think about it. Okay. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I think denial is a very, very important quality. Mm -hmm. So let's just go with the Leeds win. Okay. Here we pick the week's heroes and villains then. Um, the scores, we've got those from our TSB Plus members from the Arsenal game. Man of the match, Brendan Aronson. Will he feature in Hero of the Week, Michael? He does. Get some mentions. A, a lot of a lot of Leeds players are heroes this week. Rod. And only a couple of villains. We'll mention some of the scores as we go. You don't need to hear them all. We are tracking these um, across the, uh, the season. Player of the Year, we'll update that as well in just a minute or two. Um, Jesse got 6.8 out of 10. Decent-ish score. I thought he might have scored a bit higher than that. Didn't win, did we? This is true. Zero um, points. He's uh, a bit like Pat Bamford, I think, this week, in that his average score relates to the fact that he did a lot of good stuff, but not actually, the bit he needed. Yeah. He also had the opportunity to be scored. I apologise again to anyone who uh, was wondering. Did you forget Bamford? I didn't think so, because I have to add the substitutions onto the form that people go to to rate them that our TSP Plus members can interact with 
as they happen, because I don't know who that idiot's going to bring on, do I? Could be anybody. He's got 10, 15 players to choose from. Too many. And I was pretty sure I'd put Pat Bamford on, but only realised uh, later that didn't. So we we rated him separately. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll get to all the um, the various nominations as we um, as we go, the various scores, sorry. Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award first. Nominations, so we've got a few. Uh, Arteta features, Rodrigo and Bamford as a pair. A few people mm-hmm. nominated together. Rodrigo himself, solo. Same with Bamford. The Electricity people get a nod. Gabriel, Jesse himself, Martinelli, Arsenal and VAR get a few too. So... Um, any that you want to uh, you want to jump on there? Gabriel was really annoying, wasn't he? Mm. So maybe him. <laughs> he gets my vote. End of thing. End of section. Now we didn't probably talk about how annoying he was because he was really, really getting in um, Bamford's face at the penalty as well. He would not leave him alone to the extent where you think that's, that's he was chirping re- in his ear all the way. That's down, a referee's job as well, isn't it? To go, just fuck off, eh? You'd think so. <laughs> Is that the exact thing? <laughs> that was the tour on the training course, mate. Fuck off. Just tell them, that if you're in this situation, tell the player to fuck off. <laughs> um, I was impressed as well with, uh, I mean, it's a, a shame that it has to be necessary, but Pascal Stroik guarding the penalty spot mm. from Granit Xhaka, who uh, who went uh, with the intention of kicking it to rough it up, and Stroik had to go and stand there. I think the referee at one point was like, you need to move away. And it's like, well, I can't, because he's going to come and start kicking it. So it's such a bunch of absolute babies. Well, well they? they're all millionaires. Speaking of that, um, as uh, as uh, Enders mentioned, saying Gabriel jumped forward to head it and missed. This is the disallowed goal. Like an unsteady toddler trying to head a balloon thrown by his soon-to-be-disappointed father. Get him in the fucking bin. Yeah, I mean, the, the disallowed goal was penalised essentially for Gabriel's lack of strength. Yeah. And he will be a very strong person. Yeah, looks big, doesn't he? Yeah, you don't do all the exercise that a professional footballer does and be that piss weak. But it's the same with why um, it's all a bit mixed up as well with uh, Bamford then floundering around when um, Gabriel kicked out at him at the end. Like, there's absolutely no reason. And you could see by the fact he got up straight away that there was no reason for him to go down like that, apart from to send the message to the referee, that man has kicked me, so I have to throw myself in the air so that you see it. And then... Um, I guess, I don't know if this comes up in the villain nominations for Bamford, but when he was through and he got pulled back, go down. Mm. It's cheating and I don't want him to be, well, it's not cheating. It's only cheating because referees don't see that stuff and penalise it. If you are running through on goal and you get pulled back and you choose to keep going and have a shot, you should get the free kick. Yeah, You shouldn't have to... to Still a foul. You yeah. shouldn't have to pretend to go down or throw yourself in the air so that the referee, but then we're dealing with a referee who, for everything that he had on the day with the electricity people and all the stuff that was um, ruining his life, didn't give anything for the handball when um, uh, Saliba, was it Saliba who caught it? Yes, I think so. Just caught it in the six-yard box. It's like, well, I think we'd better play on here. Just so ex- expecting him to be able to spot when a shirt is being tugged as a player is running through. They've given up since VAR came in. I was gonna, stopped yeah. looking. I was going to say, it's interesting that you say about, you know, you've got to go down to get the free kick. If only there was a system where they could look at something again so you could stay on your feet and try your best, but then if someone on a, watching a video feed could go, it looks like he's been pulled back there. Mm. Yeah. So play the advantage in real time, and if, if the advantage is then taken away if from only, you... If only yeah. such a thing exists. Yeah, they should develop that. They should think mm. about that. You're right, actually. Um, Bamford gets mentioned during the villainy nominations, which feels a bit mean because he contributed a hell of a lot. But I think James perhaps sums it up best, and Bamford did score 6.46 out of 10. I thought I say it might have been a bit higher than that. Um, James is more concerned than annoyed. Is he actually okay? 
He look, he's looked pale and weak ever since he came back. Someone needs to give him some red meat and a hug. He's got he gets flustered, does Bamford, doesn't he? And I think he's a flustered Pat Bamford with his hair all crazy all over the place. It can look a little bit desperate when it's not going for him. It was great with the incident at the end. It was uh, and I I hate it, but I also love it because it makes me laugh. Is when um, after he'd gone down and then he got up to to yell at me, then turned around, and was like right, I'm telling the teacher. <laughs> Look around. Where, where's the referee? Like, Have you seen what he's done? And I, I love it when he goes running off to tell the teacher. It's so funny. He's not even back yet. I think that's the thing. People are writing him off. He's finished. He's never going to do anything. He's played. How long did he play at Palace? Did he play at Palace? He did. He played. The, he played uh, the first half. He missed that good chance. Yeah, and then a half against Arsenal, and he's a, he's still. I know it's a it's a drag that it's taking so long to get him uh, fully up and running again, but people are kind of judging him before he is actually back. This you know they, is all you know, part of the You know what they could have done to, to, avoid, to avoid that judgment? Do you know what they could have done? <laughs> Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. You know what I'm thinking, though. I know you what know, I'm yeah, thinking. I, um, I mean, Jason has said, actually, um, about Bamford, can't cling on to this rusty tag forever. Uh, but yeah, it's only just, been a couple of weeks. But, it's been, but also, it's been like 18 months, I think, is the I mean, thing. Yeah, exactly. So it takes a forever. long time to come back. And I, th- I think the, the trade-off, and it is annoying that it's taking so long, but... A player with his record in the Premier League, recent record before he got injured, is a player that you want. And so, it's all about signing a replacement as well, but there's not many players around who have scored as many goals as he has in a season in the Premier League. So he has a, a, a great value to this team that is worth just a little bit of patience. He also got absolutely hammered by COVID as well, didn't he? Towards the back end of the season, mm-hmm. while simultaneously being a new dad, which, you know... It's hard work, isn't it? He's got <laughs> shoes to sell, isn't he? And so he's, he's saving the planet with his shoes as well. Exactly. So he's got a he's busy helping Greta out. Um, but you've you've had kids, Michael, and obviously you had twin boys. The early years, the early months, it's hard, especially it's, with twins. Full survival mode. In the, <laughs> well, it, it genuinely is because I mean I'm sure it's possibly a different setup if you've got like a load of money. You can probably accommodate some staff or something. I don't know if they have though. In fairness, if you're trying to do it yourself though, yeah, it's. It's really fucking hard, isn't it? Sometimes you uh, <laughs> sometimes you slot in the view of a professional when you uh, get one in that um, interview. Well, not really an interview, but that that video when um, the Arsenal fans TV people found Jermaine Beckford and told him what they thought. The one bit that Beckford got out where he was like, "Bamford was brilliant today." Mm. You know, it takes one to know one, and like Beckford knows, and so I would take that from him. Goals will come. Goals will come. Uh, yes, for um, a bit, and they'll stop again. Because you angry. mentioned the electricity people in there. Um, are we blaming Northern Power Grid for this? Uh, it's, it's hard to know exactly where this responsibility lies because it, it seemed to be a power surge that they dealt with pretty quick. But it just it was the VAR that got knocked out, wasn't it? I mean, Northern Power Grid seemed to do their bit pretty quick. I mean, they got they got rated two point seven six out of ten by RTSB Plus members. It was good that you added that onto the sheet, Moscow. Yeah, I didn't put Bamford on, but I did have the presence of mind <laughs> to add, uh, give people the opportunity to rate the national grid. So I think the, the, two point seven six is is high. I would say. I think um, some people. It depends how you interpret the question. It's like whether you uh, wanted the game to be sort of stopped um, and not played. Um, in which case, cracking. Um, it was fairly. Res- I mean, the actual power cut. You're right. It, the lights flickered and everything came back on. Um, it was the need to recalibrate VAR and all that kind of stuff that seemed to be the the big problem. And. I guess it's a little bit, we've got an insight into what they must have to do before every game. I wonder if somebody has to go out there before every match and put a ball through the posts. and Too busy see. doing that and not thinking about actually being a good ref, aren't they? Mm. I mean, Benjamin Franklin gets folded into this by Zach, who's well annoyed. Describe, I mean, it feels a bit unfair. 
um, having not met him, but Benjamin Franklin, this twat discovers something as unreliable and fluky as electricity and then gets slapped on the $100 US, uh, the US $100 bill. Discover something useful like trees, prick. <laughs> Who did discover trees? I think they've just been there for a while, aren't they? Sir John Tree, wasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely correct. Uh, Rodrigo obviously gets mentions in this for his wild... It's a lot of mentions. Wild, <laughs> wild... It's an awful lot of mentions. Crossfield ball. It does, it, does it does it bear repeating? We understand. I mean, there's lots of swear words. There's lots of character assassination here. Mm-hmm. We know all about it, don't we? Rodrigo is nominated as villain for all the reasons that you think he's been nominated as villain. I mean, yeah, it depends, yeah. Do we do we fully pile in or we just go, look, we're all angry. <laughs> okay, it's not worked. That pass was something else. Yeah. Who knows? Against logic and expectation of teammates on the pitch, as Wisconsin Todd, among other stuff about it being absurdist performance art and avant-garde things that are really above my intellectual level. <laughs> it goes on a while. Let's let's go instead. Let's go in on Arteta because I'm yeah. glad that uh, Baggy and James Weller and Boney Emin for straight from Doncaster all, well, Boney M don't mention it, him and the, in fact, James doesn't either, uh, but uh, two out of the four, <laughs> um, stay in your technical area and shut your mouth. I was watching him a bit. He's not even, it's just, it's petty. It's one for the book of petty grievances. We need to resurrect that, by the way. He is always just about a foot outside of his technical area. Mm-hmm. And I think, if whatever, however big his technical area was, he could have miles to roam and he would just go and stand a foot outside it. And he'd be doing, he'd be going, duh, 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 and just talking to his players constantly. And I, there was one bit where Ben White went, went take a throw in and he gives him the ball. And while he's there, he's like, he's telling him all this stuff. Get out an iPad. Absolutely no way Ben White was taking in any of it. And I don't think any of the players, it's, it's this kind of weird micromanaging where as the, as a throwing's about to be taken, for example, Arteta is outside of his technical area, almost with a foot on the pitch, going like, you need to stand there. You need to move over there. You go over there. You move over there. And I think in five seconds, as soon as the throwing's taken, all that goes away. But he's saying, you have to do all this. And as a players, you must get sick of him. At least with the old um, Neil Warnock stuff, it, would be, it wouldn't be micromanagement. It would be this belligerent knobhead in the dugout going, Run! Fine. But in, but when you've got somebody going like, no, no, two steps that way. No, two steps back the other way. No, you need to go over there. No, you mark it. It's, and players don't need that. The you're, Premier League you're footballers. Exas- you're exasperated, aren't you? Premier League footballers know what they're doing. And I've, I pity them. And I think best thing, um, I know they're top of the league. Think how much better they would be without that pillock micromanaging <laughs> them. Can I just ask about um, his hair? Because you, you were talking about your strong hair earlier, Moscow. Yeah. Um, Boney Emma said that Arteta, he says, I just don't like the Lego head fuck with. You've got quite Lego hair. Yeah, me and John Lukic. I think, um, uh, yeah, he's very tight with it though, isn't he? Whereas, uh, <laughs> sorry, Jake, James a, also I've got a bit more bounce. James has also put, picked out his hairline and said he dresses like he should work in a call centre, which I quite like. You can imagine walking around with a headset on, can't you? In fact, he might want a headset. Oh, that'd be next thing. And he, yeah. he'd have um, little... Uh, earpieces in each one of his players. Yeah, he he would. They do that in the gridiron, don't they? The he, NFL. They, uh, they can talk to the players. I think. Well, between plays, you know, once it it would be like in a game of um, gridiron, going, don't let run it, don't run into him, run into the other one, go in that way, leave them alone. Is what I'm saying, Mikko. Yeah, we had some uh, some other nominations. Martinelli gets picked out by a couple of people just. Uh, for general annoyances, time wasting, and so on and so forth. Um, uh, Jelly also nominates Arsenal as a whole for employing someone mm. in central midfield. We'll go yeah. skip past that. Le- Levi Solicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. 
Um, do, do they do libel and slander? Are we, slander? we didn't. We didn't do we, anything. No, we didn't do. I'm just saying. But if you needed to speak to, I'm sure they could advise appropriately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Arsenal for for that uh, and VAR gets obviously the the customary nominations because why not? Because it's football and it happens every week and it's tiresome. <sighs> it was shit though. And we had to wait half an hour for it as well. Mm. We don't normally have to have that full boot up process. Did you uh, buy us? Did you hear what we we said on on propaganda about fixing it? Like Michael advocated doing it like who wants to be a millionaire style. Oh yeah, where we give a hundred people keypads and they've got thirty seconds to decide what the outcome is. Well, it was um, With wisdom of crowds, Moscow. It was sort of interesting because um, I heard uh, I listened to the Phil Hay show as well. I think where he was saying um, that the goal was one of those where if it was given your way you'd be happy with it and like you wouldn't expect it to go the other way. But then you had the clip of all the Arsenal fans going, oh, that should have been a goal. <laughs> yeah. And I think, so that, f- you'd expect if you put VAR into the uh, the hands of football fans, it would just go along tribal lines. But I think it's sort of, amazingly, it was Arsenal fans TV um, coming up with the most reasonable assessment where it's like, and it was the same, we've had it as well with some offsides that are against us where it's kind of like, just give them the goal, don't mm. look don't <laughs> Keep don't us hanging on for five minutes to draw a line. Just let them have the goal and then we'll try and score two we'd and ra- that'll be a much more entertaining We'd afternoon. rather just get on with playing the sport. And it yeah. was funny listening to the Arsenal fans uh, coming up with that. They were just like, yeah, that should be a goal. Just, and I'm sure, I think we would all be happier. We'd, we'd get more out of it. It's like, yeah, give them a goal and then we'll try and score two. And that's, that's a more entertaining day out at the football than hanging around while somebody draws some pixels on a computer screen miles away. And if, as we covered, if it was given as a goal, it probably would have stayed as a goal. Because yeah. it would have gone with the on-field decision, which so oh, so why is it there? Do you know what this is? This is a clear and obvious pile of boring shit. Who's your <laughs> Who's your villain of the week? Rodrigo. I suppose it probably has to be. Don't we it? lost the whole game because of him. It's it's there's no getting around it. Oh, other things it, it, happened in the yeah, match, but it, that was the big thing that he was the lowest. He was problems. the low scorer as well with three point five three out of ten. Although we got a lot, we got a lot better when Bamford came on, and he might not have come on as quickly. Had Rodrigo not done that pass and then True. completely fallen apart. So are you suggesting it was a good thing that we went behind yes. so we could chase the... Let's move on okay. to the Gitano Barade Hero of the Week awards. Then someone who's done uh, done good by us this time. Uh, an update on the Player of the Year, by the way. We fed all the scores into the supercomputer that we get sent in and our Hero of the Year, our Player of the Year, uh, Melier still top, top three. I had to upgrade the spreadsheet this week. Oh, has it gone down to three three decimal places out of ten? Has it? has gone. Because we don't, we ask for a score, but we obviously average it all out. So yeah, Melier's average for the year, 7.113. Aronson, 7.112. Oh, that's absolutely agonizingly, excitingly close. And then Tyler Adams is uh, miles third, behind. Third with 7.063. Jesse Marsh not on the sheet, but we'll update it. He was, he was hovering around somewhere around the six mark, wasn't he? Uh, anyway. Uh, 5.77. A five seven seven. It's his average now, yes. Out of ten for the season. Five point. I'll put that on the sheet. There we go. Uh, full listings, by the way. We'll be tracking this across the course of the season in the mag, so have a look at that. Right. What do we want to talk about in terms of heroes? Bamford gets hero nominations. Rasmus, Aronson, Strout, Cock, Jesse himself, Sinistera, Adams, and then that's it pretty much. Apart from that, uh, Anthony Taylor gets a mention, the referee, for breaking the rules and sending Jurgen Klopp off, although he's now not being banned, has he? I think. Not automatically, no. No. And did you see what he did? Basically, the, line, the linesman was running past him and he like lent into him and screamed at him as he was trying to just do his job. Was it a worse crime than Jesse's? I would say so. Yeah. Because Jesse was mainly bothering a fourth official, wasn't he? And Jesse, I don't know if this is one of the reasons why he's been uh, nominated. Um, does it get uh, mentioned? No, but it should because he was calm. Yep. He was calm. There was a lot in that game to test him. 
And I mentioned it on, on the match ball that it was conspicuous during the uh, sending off, then not sending off at the end, that he was just kind of standing, waiting and watching it back. I noticed he was um, uh, telling Junior Furpo not to shout at the ref while he was watching VAR. And he was like, shh, everybody, let him do his job. Actually, and let's all pretend we don't mind. At the start, you know, when they're having problems right at the very start with the, the referee's equipment and all that, when he first walked over, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. I hadn't spotted about the, the whole power cut. I hadn't joined the dots yet. And I thought, because he went and spoke to Marsh, didn't he? Like, first I thought, oh God, what's he done? Because he comes straight out. <laughs> you bunch of wankers. Straight off after a minute. Um, yeah, and Mick Sheffrey gets mentioned for getting sacked by mm. Doncaster and making you happy, Moscow. So loads of positive leads um, nominations I mean, for Hero of the Week this I week. I mean, yeah. Marsh does get one nomination from Jelly, so not for brilliant coaching, but for picking Harrison, Sinister, Aronson and thinking, fuck it, I'll pick their position for the game out of a hat. <laughs> oh, they're all in the wrong position. Let's just go with it. 4D Chester. Love it. So it's a bit of cynicism still, but... Yeah, Jackie's a 10 didn't work. I didn't think particularly. But we were playing well with him there. Yeah, it, yeah. I suppose it was, overall it was fine, but I don't think he excelled there particularly. What didn't work about it was that we didn't have a nine. It was because Rodrigo mm. kept dropping so deep and Rodrigo was doing so... The best thing I can remember Rodrigo doing was, um, well, there were two good things. There was one really good chest pass that went out wide to Aronson that set us on the attack, but that's the one where he then just stood on halfway and watched. And there was another one where he... Uh, he drove into the box but he was never there as a nine so Jackie looking for somebody to pass to you can't do it you have to turn around and look for him whereas it would have been interesting perhaps to see Haradonna still being there with Bamford in front of him Mm. I think the thing with Bamford being on I do think it drives the whole team further forward because Bamford actually is the furthest player forward so therefore everyone else pushes forward to cross the ball or pass the ball to him whereas Rodrigo when he's dropping deep you look ahead of you and you're like well Nothing out wide, nothing up front. What do we do? <laughs> well, the two, and you can play those passes to him as well that, that are beyond the last defender. And as he runs after them, everybody else can run after mm-hmm. him. So it just brings everybody up. And even if he doesn't get there, you know, if it goes out for a, a goal kick or something, which I don't think many did on Sunday, we were pretty good with actually finding him. It just gets everybody further forward. And uh, yeah, he was good. The um the two star turns then in terms of the ratings were Aronson who got man of the match seven point five eight and Rasmus just behind seven point five five. A couple of nominations um for both of those Aronson in particular House of Stoats slash Stouts uh, picked Aronson for being fantastic just going forward dragging people out of position being a nuisance chopping the ball out of players defensively multiple times controlled the game can't wait to sell him next summer. God bless that Legion United cynicism. He'll eh? be here as long as well. Actually, I mean the history with him and Rasmus who have been nominated together was. Uh, the running joke at uh, Red Bull was that Christensen didn't like him. Right. So it was just like, oh, I can't stand this kid. He's always annoying me. Um, and that was why it was a beautiful moment when Aronson tried to do like a chest bump with him, but stopped about a foot in front of him. And then Terrified. Set, settled for just kind of turning away and going, whoa, yeah, was yeah. That, was that the bit in the first half where Aronson chased some ball down and then got really like fired up about it yeah he got like kind of clotheslined in the face by Martinelli and then went down and got up and was like trying to go chest to chest with uh, Rasmus he was like yeah and I, I've not had the time to, to write it all down this week but I wanted to um, he's just such a cutie when he's angry <laughs> he, he weighs about eight stone as well doesn't exactly. he so he's just got zero physical threat about eight him. stone when soaking wet yeah. I started marching off looking all tough and fired up and I was just giggling it's like come on <laughs> Yeah, Bamford gets a few nominations, people backing him much in the same way that the Ellen Road crowd did at full time and sang his name yeah. um, as well, which I think is a nice, there's a nice togetherness about that. And all we want is just for him to find the net and then everyone's happy. And he did. Yeah. Referee fucking stole one off him, didn't he? It's so true. That he should have... He uh, should have had a hat trick. 
as he's waiting for the other thing. I, and I don't know if it, I think it will be on his mind because Bamford tracks these things, but it's going to be his 100th goal, isn't it? Mm. So that doesn't help. Of all the goals to have to wait, like that you want to score on your comeback from, you know, a year out and all the pressure on you and everybody writing you off and saying you're going to be coming back and are oh, your legs actually all right? And then you're stuck on 99 goals as well for a striker who I think does keep an eye on, kind of pays attention to numbers and things and status and, you know, the things that you do when you are a goal scorer. He needs that goal and he scored it. Yep. He did everything he needed to do to score that goal within 30 seconds of coming on the pitch as well. So Bastards. he's a hero in my eyes. Bastards, aren't Didn't they? think I'd be saying that it's the FA in 2018. It's the FA conspiracy, isn't it? Um, Rachel wants to give a nod at the other end of the pitch. The big sexy pirate and the big sexy pilot. Now, I wish I thought of that. Mm. Talking about Strauch and Cock. Um, top class defenders with top class moustaches. The calm and consistent performance performers in the team this season. Absolutely. It's interesting. Cox's nominations pretty much all come from people saying he needs some recognition. He wasn't mm. the best player in this game, but he's just dead good every week. Yeah. So give him some love. Yep. And this is it. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> is that not enough for you? Quickly give a mention to Sinistera before we pick a winner because he was again very, very good and just has the ability to turn into space just in a way that, you know, he's just got that, that little bit of magic in his he feet. Looks he looks dangerous to me. That shot was oh, pretty far wide that he had in the first half, but it was still um, a decent effort. And He should have scored as well. The just more he does of uh, those. Yeah, well, yeah, so the one in the first half, he drilled it wide and then there was the one, I think we might have been called for offside in the build-up um, when Aronson got through. If it, had been, if it had been an issue, he looked offside. But um, yeah, booted it off uh, Gabriel, but it, it wasn't a bad attempt from Sinistera. And then what was the other thing that he did? He was just good. I don't think he's going to be a good player. So we've heard about the rankings and the scores from, from our TSP Plus members, but we need to crown Hero of the Week. Are we going to go against what they've suggested? Maybe do we go for, for Bamford? We do, you know, he's the yin to the yang of Rodrigo. Did we mention Adams yet? Uh, we didn't because he gets that, a, yeah. he gets a few nominations. Yeah, he's got he's got highly second highest, wasn't he? Actually, he did, he did, he did very well. Um, and lots of people just say basically he's awful to play against because yeah. he is just a, a complete menace. And also, um, Thomas pointing out that he was the one standing up to Arsenal players when they were trying to upset Pat, and he, he tried to stamp on a man's chest. So that's good. Try harder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you believe Martinelli, Martinelli would tell you that he did. Anyway, who's your hero of the week? Do you want to give it to Bamford? For, for changing the controversial because he had a fair number of villain nominations. I feel too. like, like as, as Moscow was saying, like he's he's a sensitive soul, is Patrick, mm. and I feel like by backing him now, it'll yeah. give him the platform to score against Leicester. I'm happy to give it to him. that okay. second half performance was superb. Take take the goals out. Can't do that as a striker. He's judged on goals. He played really well and was the key player in our best performance of the season so far. And if he doesn't use this as fuel for scoring against Leicester we'll dismantle him next week fair enough yeah good well there you go congratulations Patrick our hero of the week and the week's not done yet this is the important point isn't it we're recording this ahead of the Leicester game the week's Mm. not done do you want to give it as a provisional hero of the week and maybe no we'll give it now and then on Friday morning when we're waiting for the updates uh, from the hospital for the scan on his uh, his foot (laughs) then we'll um, no we'll we'll send him a follow up sympathy card (laughs) And sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. We'll we'll revisit this, and we'll we'll see whether we were right or not as well. So provisionally, congratulations. Oh, no, he can have it. He can have it for this, and then we'll can we we'll worry it, about can next we week. Can we take it back week. if he lets us down? No, no, no. We've. I mean, how many players have we nominated? Have we awarded hero and and villain? Yeah, that's all true. of them probably at some point. 
That wraps it up then for uh, for this week. We'll be back with a match ball late on bloody Thursday. Stupid Amazon fixture. Bezos. Yeah. Blame Bezos. 8.15 kickoff in the UK, which is just it's too late. I was watching <laughs> it nearly at bedtime last night and it was a shit game. Imagine if there's another another power delay. Could be finished the day after. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, well, well, National Grid, you only scored 2.76 out of 10. Up your game. We'll speak to you later in the week. The Square Ball Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 